And welcome back to Behind the Canvas with me, Matt Rebar, here at the Akron Art Museum. And I'm joined today with our Visitor Experience Assistant Manager, Emma Kasmer. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here. Thank well, you for having me. You're welcome. I wanted to talk to you because I think it's really important that we talk about like a visitor experience. Like, What can you expect? What are things to maybe, if you're trying to plan a trip, what are things to look out for on your visit? So let's start with what's currently on view. So if someone came down right this minute, what are they going to find? Yeah, so all of our galleries are really unique. And something that I love about them is that they're organized by theme. So the first room is otherworldly and fantastic. So pieces of art that uh, transcend reality in some way, which is really cool. It's a really vibrant space. Um, and then you move into political landscapes, uh, portraiture, or I'm sorry, re realism. <laughs> and that has a really great portrait wall. Um, and then... Images of blackness, abstraction, uh, natural, the natural world, and then moving into some solo exhibitions that we have is Amanda D. King's uh, Locusts and uh, Barbara Stanchek's Spirit and Matter. Can you tell me a little bit more about Locusts and Spirit and Matter? So Locusts is an installation by Amanda D. King. It's a photography installation, and it's a very intimate experience. It is Amanda D. King's... Uh, um, photography that she she was the only one who was able to visit her grandfather in the hospital during COVID. And she documents that experience as well as uh, his passing from COVID. And it just is a, it's so gracious of her to allow us into that experience and into that just intimate space that she has created. And we get some insight into the wonderful person that her grandfather was and it just really is a special, special exhibition. Mm -hmm. And then Spirit and Matter is an installation by Barbara Stanchek. And she works a lot with the, uh, she works with the nature and all elements come from, that she uses in her sculpture work come from nature. So she uses wood and rock. Um, and something that's really cool about her installation is that all of her, is that all of her work, the information, uh, cards on the wall, the didactics, they are written in her words, which is really cool. They're written in first person, which I think is something that's really unique and special. What I love about Spirit and Matter is that I think quite often when you think of art museum, right, you think of painting, drawing, maybe you think of photography, um, but you don't often think of nature, wood and stone, rock. And so to see these elements kind of presented in the gallery, I think it's really refreshing. I think it's one of my favorite exhibitions I've seen simply because it's just so different from what else we have on view. Absolutely. And I think something that's really cool about her work in particular uh, is that some pieces actually appear to kind of defy gravity in some way. Like they're, um, or the way that they're arranged, the wood or the rock, um, is just very cool. They're kind of balanced on one another, which is just a really, uh, it's really beautiful and really exciting to see. I kind of want to chat with her because part of me, you know, my specialty is a bit more digital. But I'm like, can I go in the forest and find these things? Like, how do you find these things? And then I know she talks about how, like, she'll find a piece of wood, right, that, like, ants have gotten into or something. And she'll, like, clean it out and then paint it or style it or even just leave it in its natural, like, wooden coloration and texture. It's just so interesting to think about. I really would love to know more about her medium. So yeah. yeah, absolutely. And something that I thought was really, I had the incredible opportunity to meet her. And she said that 
uh, she is her co-artist is nature. And I just thought that was that was really cool because she takes she's inspired by nature. She takes what she sees and then adds her um, personality and her view onto it. And it just is a beautiful collaboration. And we also have Land Jam available. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to us a little bit about Land Jam and what guests can experience there? Yeah. So Land Jam is a space um, by two local artists and they uh, fill the space with just all different colors and textures. And it's a really beautiful uh, it's a really beautiful installation. They have all different structures and it is um, there's almost like a bridge for or a tunnel formation, mm -hmm. maybe. Uh, you know, what? I think of it as almost like a cave entrance. Yeah. Yeah. Or like um, those, you know, those like kind of Stonehenge arches. Mm -hmm. It's so um, it almost reminds me kind of like when you have the, the Narnia movies where they open the, the wardrobe and then suddenly you're in a forest. It's kind of like almost this like temporal, like you're about to like go through like a time warp or it's mm -hmm. yes it's very hard to describe and I, I know it's a podcast so like we have to describe it as best as we mm -hmm. can without visuals but it, there's something alluring about it for sure yeah, yeah it's just such a magical space if you think about kind of like the cave entrance but then fill it with all different colors and textures and it's like you're entering this magical world that just mm -hmm. exists right on that intermediate intermediate level right as you enter open studio. Yeah, it, I think what's fun with the color is I love how the color feels really planned and it really works as a scheme. You know, so often I think we just think of like, okay, red's going to go there and orange is going to go there. But you could tell like this color palette was really thought through. You know, we have some darker colors that really work with kind of softer and some neons too. So it really, I mean, it's a great photo experience. So if you're looking to get some cool photos taken, I would come down and take them at Land Jam for sure. So, and we totally can't forget to talk about Reflections in the Garden. So tell us a little bit about Reflections, Emma. So Reflections is a um, video installation. Um, it looks so beautiful um, in the day or especially at night because you can see um, really the full uh, scope of what, what it is. And um, two artists, they came in and filmed um, our visitors looking into a mirror and looking into the camera and it is a the compilation of all of our visitors um that day who are um included in that in that video which is very very cool yeah it's a it's about 27 minutes long and the good news is i have the full piece on our youtube so if you look up aquanar museum on youtube check us out there you can see the full 27 minute if you'd like um, at dark, at, at dark, at darkness, no, at night. There we go. I, <laughs> and you can see the entire piece there. And it's really cool. I love the idea that, you know, we filmed local Akron people doing their kind of Akron shenanigans of sorts. But um, it's a really interesting piece. And, yeah, I love the mix of the paint and film. So that's going to be in the garden until December 17th. So definitely uh, in the, you about two months to come down and see Reflections. But. And I wanted to now talk a little bit more about um, your favorites, because there's so many things. I can start if you'd like. I love Light Atlas by Cynthia Dagonal. It's a loan from Art Bridges. It's currently hanging in our landscape gallery room, The Natural World. And she drove around the country, took some photos, and then went back and turned those photos into painted canvases. Mm -hmm. And the, each canvas is small, not even a foot by a foot, right? It's no, like yeah, eight inches small. by five. I would say that's uh, pretty spot on. Yeah, and, and but stacked together, all 300 plus, they really create this impact. And I think what's so fun, you can stand in front of this piece and really see the detail and really look at it one by one. 
Or you can, you know, take maybe 10 steps back and really look at the whole wall. And they almost look like photos when you kind of stand back, right? So I love that piece. I, I mean, it really, every time I walk in that room, I have to stop and take a moment. You know, even the other day we had some guests visiting who you could just see like a look of awe. Especially, I, there's some people too who you could tell they're like, listen, I've not maybe been to the art museum. I'm not what I would say necessarily an art lover or I don't know much about art but in this piece, right, it's really hitting something for a lot of people. So, and another piece that I have really enjoyed is Felix Gonzalez, uh, Felix Torres Gonzalez's piece, um, Untitled LA. And what's really fun about this piece um, is that it's very interactive. It requires you as a participant to take a piece of candy from this, it's, I wouldn't even say necessarily a pile of candy, but this flat um, collection of sorts. It, I don't know, pile doesn't feel accurate. Like an array? Yeah, an array, around. yeah. Um, and, you know, thinking of it as a metaphor for, you know, during the time of AIDS, losing a partner and this idea of taking these little pieces from this collection of sorts. So um, it's both really touching when you think about that message, but, you know, you get free candy and you get to kind of manipulate a piece of work here at the museum. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really exciting to see a piece that... Uh, starts off like something, but then the guests kind of manage it. You know, when I visited the Kusama at a Cleveland Art Museum, there was the dot space where you get the, the stickers of dots mm -hmm. and you get to place them wherever you want in that room. And it was fun seeing the evolution of that space and also the locations that people chose to put their dots. So yeah, anytime you can have a piece in the gallery that kind of uh, allows it to be manipulated, I mean, I'm all for that. So. What are some favorites that you have going on? Anna? Absolutely. So I actually had Felix Gonzalez Torres's Untitled LA as well. Oh. Um, I absolutely adore that piece. It was actually my first experience with contemporary art. I've seen the piece in other museums as well. And I just think that it's one, it's such an unexpected um, uh, installation to have that you can interact with and that you can take from. And I think that it's also, it's just so special to be a part of Felix Gonzalez Torres's love for his partner, Ross Laycock, um, who, as you said, passed on um, the same year that he created the candy installation piece. And it just is really special to um, get to interact with it in that way, in such an intimate way. Mm -hmm. um, and then my other favorite actually is America's Most Wanted, or I'm sorry, Akron's Most Wanted. Um, and that is by Vitali Komar and Alexander Malamed. And that piece um, is really, really interesting because it is, on first sight of it, it is just this amalgamation of tons of things having to do with Akron. It has just, it's so many different colors. It has all of the seasons. It has all different places and people um, who are represented in Akron. And they did that piece in 1998 um, as part of their series uh, that they they go around the entire world actually creating um, pieces for communities, countries, um, states for the most wanted. And something that's pretty cool about that is they commissioned a research group to uh, to survey uh, people in those communities what they most want to see in artwork. And it and they also did one that was what they least wanted to see. So then they accumulated all of those survey responses and put every single response of what people most wanted to see on a canvas. And I just think that it's really, really amazing because at first glance, you know, 
it's hard to tell what's going on because there's so much, or at least in my opinion, there's so much going on. And it really invites you to kind of read about the story of what this is. And, you know, maybe it invites this idea that maybe, you know, artwork is it's about the story and maybe not about as much, you know, what you're seeing sometimes. I think what I enjoy about the piece is that it kind of makes me uncomfortable. And I think, you know, when we think of good art, we think of like beauty, right? That's kind of like the the number one thing that, oh, it has to be beautiful or elegant or celestial, ethereal. And this piece is kind of like kooky. It almost feels like it was intentionally designed to be kind of like a, like, we don't want it to be seen as high art. Like we want it to be seen as what the community thinks of art. Mm -hmm. um, so it is like, it's interesting to digest. I don't know how I feel about it because like like you said, there's so many cool elements of the involving the community, but it almost feels like, you know, a randomizer came in and like was like, okay, put a put a griffin. We have there's like a griffin and like the tires and there's like a scene with rabbits and yeah. it, it's very whimsical. It, I, I would say that. It really is. <laughs> and something that I also just love about it is that, you know, that conversation that it invites. Um, I love one of my, or actually my favorite part of um, my, you know, being at the museum is getting to talk with our wonderful visitors and getting to, you know, interact with everyone who comes to the museum. And it really is a fun conversation starter to hear, you know, what people are, uh, what people think of the piece, you know, what their um, opinions are. And it's just really fun to get into, um, you know, share information and knowledge and just, you know, our impressions of the piece versus, you know, what the story is. Yeah, I don't think you'd find anyone at the museum, maybe besides our curator, uh, senior curator, Dr. Katzen, I think you'd find someone who most of us go, we love these pieces. We're not big fans of these, right? Like it's and it's fun to have that discourse of like what pieces resonate with you or what pieces are you like? That doesn't resonate with me. And, you know, and to talk why. So and what should people know when they plan their visit? So this, I feel like this is right up your alley because, you know, you are pretty much one of the people in charge of our visitor experiences. So what should people plan for? What kind of accommodations can we provide for them? I know these are kind of meaty questions, so I apologize already in advance, but. No, that's all right. This is something that I love to talk about because I just am so passionate about, you know, giving all of our visitors the best possible experience they can have while at the Akron Art Museum. And from a, I'll start from like a logistical standpoint. Um, and when you plan to come to the art, the Akron Art Museum, um, there is a parking deck right across the street from the museum on High Street. That is the best place to park. Um, and then when you park in there, you'll walk across the street and into our entrance, uh, where you will be greeted by um, our uh, front desk, um, the uh, museum guide at the front desk who will get you all checked in and get you a lay of the land if you haven't been to the museum before, kind of where everything is. Um, and then you're welcome to explore. You're welcome to begin in the lobby, um, head up to Land Jam. Land Jam is on sort of an intermediate level from right when you walk in. It's right to the left um, <clears throat> and up the stairs or either floor one on the elevator. And then our all of our galleries are on the second floor. And you're welcome to take the elevator to the second floor or the grand staircase that we have in the lobby. Um, and then you're welcome to, there's no set way um, to move through the museum. You're welcome to start wherever you feel most most interested. Um, or you're welcome to start moving through, you know, by those themes. It really is, you know, an experience that is unique to everyone. And, you know, we just invite you to interact with the artwork in the way that is, you know, most meaningful to you. Mm-hmm. 
And tell us more about what a museum guide is, because I think quite often people come and they're like, where's the docents? Or, you know, are, are you curators? Are you retailers? And our museum guides are kind of a combination of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So walk us through what a museum guide is, because most chances are very high. I mean, 100% likely that you're going to run into at least one on your visit here. Certainly. Yeah. So the um, museum guides, we work at the um, front desk in our gift shop and up in the galleries. And um, so the first place you will encounter um, someone from our team is at the front desk. Um, and then up in the galleries, the um, museum guide usually will be wearing an apron. So you'll be able to tell um, who we are. And we walk around upstairs in the galleries. If you have any questions, if you'd like to talk about any of the pieces, any questions about the building, um, we are so happy to assist you in any way, um, as well as if you just want to have a conversation about the artwork or you know ask a question and um, find out some more information. And we have lockers available. Mm-hmm. And we also have, I don't know what they're called, but they're like stool chair combinations. Yes. So uh, maybe we should explain that because I think uh, it's right there on the front doors of the second level. But sometimes people totally don't see it. But, you know, if you're in need of, you know, something to sit with, there are these really cool inventions that kind of operate as stools and can be opened up to be chairs in the gallery. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's really cool that we have those. Absolutely. And they're very light, so they're easy to carry around as you move from piece to piece. Um, and speaking of, you know, some um, accessibility accommodations that we have as well, um, all of these spaces throughout the gallery, um, in the lobby and in the gift shop, all the spaces throughout your visit are ex- fully accessible. Um, and if you would like to um, request a wheelchair, we also would ha- we also have those available. So recently the museum found an awesome opportunity with Enchroma, to provide glasses for those experiencing colorblindness. And the idea is that these glasses help correct colorblindness. Can you talk about what, uh, maybe a little bit more about that, but how guests can get those at the front desk? Absolutely. So we are just so excited to have this new edition um, at our front desk. Um, and folks are able to check them out um, by filling out your name and email, just some contact information, as well as leaving um uh, an identifying piece of information like a driver's license or um, you know just any identifying information. And you're welcome to then take them and wear them throughout the galleries. And it just is such an exciting um, new addition to um, you know the ways that we can help uh, enhance a visitor's experience because you know it helps uh, helps people see the artwork in the way that you know the artist has uh, intended with all of the full colors. Yeah, so coming up uh, recently, if we talk about some events, well, we have Coffee at the Artist with Barbara Stanchek on Saturday, October 7th. Perfect to ask about how we can get involved in her medium. We have an Outdoor Family Movie Night on Thursday, October 12th. And what's really cool about this event is that it's in conjunction with the New York International Children's Film Festival. So award-winning short films from the New York International Children's Film Festival. It's really exciting. We're gonna have popcorn and art making activities. Just make a, bring a blanket, you know, maybe a nice hoodie, cause you know, October, it can go either way. <laughs> uh, we have yoga on the 15th, and we're gonna have a preview of our upcoming exhibition, Retold African American Art and Folklore. That's on Wednesday, October 18th. And that new exhibition opens November 4th, and I'm so excited. We're getting the painting done right now in the galleries. I just posted on the story today. Um, so goodbye, Pop Shop. Uh, but I'm really excited for this work from the Cochrane Collection. Uh, and then, ooh, I had to ask you this. So Thursday, October 19th, we're going to have a sip in the studio. You come down, you do an art medium with a little glass of wine or, you know, I almost said Prosecco, but Prosecco is wine. 
Uh, we have Zentangle Gourd Workshop. Have you done this, Emma? I have not done this, actually. It's so interesting. Um, this is a, um, it's a workshop with artist April Couch, and she will walk us through um, Zentangle design. And what that is, it's almost, um, it's the drawing or etching into a surface of intricate patterns. And a lot of um, April Couch's work um, is uh, this Zentangle design. It's beautiful. Um, and so if you are interested in learning um, learning that, I have never done it. I would love to I do this I think you studio. should do this. I know. I, I think it's you, you should put this in your calendar now, Emma, because it looks a little intimidating to me because you look at this piece and there's some, like you said, intricate designs, mm -hmm. some almost like art deco or like Nuevo curves happening, spirals and luscious shapes. But the idea... Of putting this on a gourd, it feels so fun and festive and mm -hmm. very autumnal. So, absolutely, yes, yeah, so you'll check that out Thursday, October 19th for all that event information. That's akronarmuseum.org. And of course, also to learn about Retold opening November, November 4th. So, well, uh, before we go, I have to ask because I know you are um, basically in charge of our shop. And what's going on at the shop? Is there any new gear, anything that I should be purchasing right now? Oh my gosh. Wow. We have, we always have new things coming in. Um, and I just love so many of the things we have in our gift shop. Uh, one of the biggest, um, I'll talk about a few of our um, things that people love the most, um, I would say is the Buddha board, which is actually, it's almost like the modern day Etch-a-Sketch in a way, because you, um, it's painting with water on a canvas that um, will display your water painting um, and then it evaporates. So it completely, you can start with a fresh canvas every time. Um, take a stamp a photo of your of your piece that you you know draw on the Buddha board, and then it will um, it lasts so it lasts such a long time, um, and just it's such a calming, fun experience mm. to um, to paint with um, with the Buddha board. And no shaking, which is nice because the etch a sketch. I mean, how many times have you hurt your wrist oh. trying to change the canvas? So. I love that. And what else do we have? What else is going on? Yeah, so we have some really fun candles that were actually um, purchased in the spirit of the um, of Klaus Oldenburg's Inverted Q. Um, they were really fun and unique. They are shaped. If you've ever seen the Inverted Q, um, it is the uh, it's in our lobby. It's a bright pink, um, almost looks like a blob. Um, I give uh, children's tours, and a lot of um, uh, or actually, I give. The two in the tours I've given, um, everyone has you know differing opinions as to what it is. Is it an apple? Is it a blob? Is it a piece of bubble gum? Um, <laughs> but it's actually it's Klaus Oldenburg's inverted cue that he created for uh, Quaker Square. It used to live outside, and now it uh, lives in our building. Um, and those candles are kind of uh, in that same shape. They have they're kind of like a blobby. Um, really fun, whimsical shape that I think um, that people tend to really enjoy. Yeah, I think uh, if you love candles, but you're tired of the same old cylinder candle, this is the candle for you. So, well, Emma, this has been great. I'm so glad we can catch up and we have to do this again down the line because things are always changing here at the Ecuador Museum. I mean, both of us have been here for about a year each and we've gone through so many awesome exhibitions, so many cool events, and of course, so much cool merch in the store. Oh, and the pieces themselves change often. So we'll have to reconnect, but thank you for being here on uh, Behind the Canvas with me today. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun and just thank you so much. And we hope to see you at the museum soon. Hopefully this convinced you to come down. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Behind the Canvas with me, Matt, and the Akron Art Museum. 
For more information and to plan your visit, go to akronartmuseum.org. You can also search the collection, explore upcoming events, and learn more about careers at the Akron Art Museum. The museum is open Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And Thursdays, we're open from 11 to 8 p.m. And we're free on Thursdays. 